Welcome back, nerds, to the Game of Nerds podcast, where there's no shame in having an unhealthy obsession with the fandom. I'm your host, Shannon, and on today's episode, we're talking all about Funko Pops. I have brought in two resident Funko fanatics from the Game of Nerds, Andy Parola and John Hicks. Andy, let's start with you. Yeah, I'm obviously your husband, so you know me pretty well. Um, I'm also the father to our fantastic, beautiful baby daughter, Marvely, who's currently trying to take a nap. I love nerdy stuff. I am a cosplayer with our friend John here, and um, I just love to collect Funko Pops, and I could talk all day. So I'll switch it over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> John, what have you been up to recently since we last recorded? A lot of work and just kind of... Um, Working on my, my Twitch stream a little more. Kind of uh, open a lot of cards now. So this is kind of, it's kind of about it. Well, this is a great way to jump into the first part of our podcast. You guys are both notoriously known for ordering things and being the postmaster's best friend. What has been taking your money recently? It's going to be, it's, it's cards. It's definitely cards. Um, I've kind of transitioned away from Funko as much as, as like I, it has in the past. And, um, you know, personally, I like wrestling. Wrestling cards is like my PC is what I kind of collect now. But I also, um, you know, have been known to open a lot of basketball cards. And lately, Pokemon has really taken off for me and my channel. So Pokemon is just kind of, it's kind of weird because I never really got into it until just kind of yeah. recently. But um, yeah, that's just, it's cards. Cards takes a lot of the money right now. Okay. Andy, what's, I, I know this because I live with you, so I see the boxes. So what, what, has, what has been taking your money recently? Well, I mean, besides Funko, Fig Pins. Fig Pins. Um, but I mean, mostly still Funko. I, I'm slowing down on buying and expenditure, but really trying to clear out stuff I don't need anymore and downsize the overall collection and get more <laughs> focused on just like Marvel mcu and you know really all the x-men collection that i have i think that'll continue to grow but most recently i think the things i picked up were probably uh the new york comic-con pops and a couple new fig pins um i got the new mandalorian set lately that just came out the gold one they have a whole gold set with the fig pin logo that came with it um and the x-men set i love x-men as i mentioned with the funko pops but i also have the fig pin x-men animated series collection that just came out um with the glitter uh jubilee chase which is really cool so basically andy's gonna have to come back and do a whole episode on fig pins is that what i'm getting from this <laughs> is, is, is there like is i guess this fig pins is like the next equivalent to funko right is like that the new funko They're different it's different you can wear pins you can put them on backpacks you can put them on the wall just like you could a funko pop <laughs> But they're smaller. They're easier to, they're easier to store, display, take up less space. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do with them. So hmm. Funko Pops are are cool. Uh, you can move the heads. Some of them bobble, <laughs> and they look really cool in the boxes. I love the artwork on all the boxes, and they display nicely stacked on the wall in the box. But also out of the box, they look pretty badass. So I'm sorry. I'm just looking around my room like. <laughs> Like, I love the pops, but they also can be overwhelming when you yeah. have so many of them. Yeah. And you feel 
you know, if you're claustrophobic, it's not the best thing for you to have a small space with a lot of toys on the wall. Especially in earthquake country, right, dear? Earthquake California country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a great segue into what this entire episode is about. You guys have been dragging me on Funko Adventures for years now. You are the reason why I know so much about Funko. John's responsible for 99% of the Funko content on the Game of Nerds. And Andy, I've watched our house turn into a Funko museum and you become the human Funko cosplayer. Besides someone from Funko, which I promised to get Sully on for another Funko episode, you guys really know your Funko knowledge from the company to the actual product. If someone has been living in quote unquote a box, John, can you explain Funko for us? It's, um, <clears throat> it's a smaller scale like um, figure. Um, of kind of like whatever you almost like whatever you can think of they, they have it it's um yeah it, basically it just comes in it's like you know say like an eight inch or or, or so six inch figure um to to scale to size to look um with different variations of it to just you know always make the people who have to collect them all you know, continue to, to look for the different variants. Funko started with just one. I believe it debuted with San Diego Comic-Con 2011. Do you, either of you guys remember what exactly, was it, I, I feel like it was DC superheroes, weren't they the first Funkos? If you're talking about Pops. Yeah, because they, they started as Walking Wobblers. They were called Funko Force, actually, oh. 2.0, they came out, and then they changed the name quickly to Funko Pop. Oh, okay. So the first few came out in like a clamshell and also at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So there's a few different versions. I think John might be able to correct me as a big DC fan. He might know better. But I think there was Batman, Green Lantern, uh, which was like a holographic glow-in-the-dark green Green Lantern. Batgirl, I believe. Mm-hmm. Is there one other one? I think it was just those three, right? Yeah. Those were the first three, I believe, that came out. And they were all in clamshells and then I think at Comic-Con in boxes. But before that, they did Wacky Wobblers, which came out, I want to say, in like what late 90s, like 98, 99, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. That's what, well, the company was founded in 90. I this up on, on Google, but uh, yeah. it's off to my memory. No, they, is... the company was founded in 98, so 99 yeah. sounds right. It was Wacky Wobblers, because that was really their first line were these bobbleheads, which kind of got a resurgence once Funko became popular with yeah. the Funko vinyl pops. And I mean, this was 2011, we're in 2020. Pops has Funko and Pops have grown a lot from their original six inch figures. Um, and if what really got you into Funko Pops, John, do you remember what got you into it and what made you pick up like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this and I'm going to start collecting these. Um, so it, it started from when I moved from a really super small area that didn't have anything kind of to collect. I didn't know anything about it. So then, um, I started doing mystery boxes. That was kind of my thing. So I, I did a, a lot of them. I mean, oh gosh, Nerd Crate, Loot, or well, I don't even remember. They're all like fun, defunct now, but um, yeah, yeah Loot Luke Crate and, and Nerd Block and some other ones, one up. Um, so then I had a, a figure in there. I didn't think anything of it and I had it set aside. And then um, I was talking to one of my friends, just kind of met him into in one of those groups he's over in like South Carolina and then we're just talking and he's like oh yeah do you know um you know did you have this certain figure from this box like six months ago and I'm like yeah I just have it packed away he's like oh you know that's like 40 50 bucks and then he's like oh so you know they have like the walking dead and I was huge 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 in the walking dead at that time I'm like no way show me and then that was that was that was it I mean once I saw that I completed the whole entire 
headline um, pops and minis in under five months. And it was just, I mean, I went in there like gangbusters and it was just like, it was, it was insanity. What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, I think 2015. Okay. I'm, well, I'm the reason Andy's in Funko. I'm, I created this monster. Uh, I bought you Funkos for your desk just to decorate and then it got out of control. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was, <clears throat> I can remember because it was when I started my new job at the time. It was October 2013. Shannon bought me a uh, Thor uh, unma- unmasked. Thor. No, sorry, I apologize. Reverse that. It was the masked Thor, the helmeted Thor, as you call him, from Thor: The Dark World. Um, he's actually on the wall behind me, and I have the prototype of it as well. I got recently, um, but that one I got alongside the bloody Rick Grimes, which John knows well from The Walking Dead. Um, and I got those two. Shannon picked them up at Hot Topic, and it was interesting because back then Hot Topic actually was still getting um, San Diego Comic Con stickered pops. Um, there was a chance if you went to the store, they actually had them on the shelf. So I had the I had the stickered. I still do have the stickered version of Bloody Rick. Um, and from that day on, I was like, all right, I got Thor, I got Rick, I got to complete those collections. So I went off and I went off and I actually did similar to John. Um, <clears throat> I, my Marvel collection is still growing, but that was the day it started. And I went and got Loki next and then I had to get the rest of the Avengers and glad I did because now they're clearly taken off and the value is nuts, but bought them because I like them. And that's, what's important. With any collection, don't buy shit unless you, <laughs> unless you keep it. It, otherwise yeah. you're going to get stuck with it or do what I'm doing with some things that I'd, shouldn't have bought just bought just because i had nothing better to do funko has its own special lingo which i came to learn um at through the years uh what are some of the most used terms in funko that people would be like what the hell are you talking about john what what is one that off the top of your head that you can think of (laughs) it's not an official term but it's one of them i hate is minty box or minty (laughs) i mean Funko people are, are notorious for using that, which is just basically like a super nice, clean yeah. box. I, I absolutely hate it, but but that is something <laughs> that, you know, everybody else would be like, what in the world are you talking about? You're talking I'm, to Mr. Minty Box over here. Yeah, Minty uh, Minty I, Box Fresh. And yeah, and yeah it, it, I, I never what's... call it, no, we never call it mint, minty. That's not a word we use. We say it's in great condition. <laughs> Looks good to me. I don't even do the point scale, you know, like nine out of 10, eight out of 10. I don't do that because everybody's no. opinion is different on that scale. So Funko, Funko pops every product they made until recently. I mean, even today there's still flaws. When you look at the figures, they're not everyone's, not every paint job is perfect. And even if you have a good paint job, it doesn't mean the box perfect and, vice versa yeah and but, time and everything else um what I, hold on i i got a good one <laughs> oh, okay Don't sorry slow down we, we got the baby sleeping we've taken advantage of this i have been really annoyed lately by the phrase best price gets my money that's been annoying <laughs> lately when you see that on these posts on Facebook and whatnot, where people are like, yeah, I'm in search of X, Y, Z. I want this pop or whatever. And best price gets my money. Well, okay. Is this an auction? You know, all of a sudden, like, 
Once again, you have to remind listeners that you are an admin to a Facebook group that has been around since before Funko was even a huge thing. People refer to you as Andy the admin, so the reason that phrase bugs you is because you usually have to flag and delete it. I mean, <laughs> even people in the group have just posted lately about, like, stop posting that. That's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Just put the price you, you know, this is the most you'll pay for it and put it up. And, and that's to be said that that's how large the Funko community has grown is yeah. is now there's network. How big is the group we that had you're in? We had 1,700 people when I started, when I joined the group in 2013, and it's now grown to 35,000, I believe. Yeah. So everybody's looking for something and, and wanting or in need of something to add to their collection. Uh, the one that really got me for a while was the chases and the chase variants and mm. people like didn't understand like what the big deal was like the Twinkie, the goddamn Twinkie comes to my mind every time you think of chase and those yeah. kind of things that was someone got a little too passionate, I would say is the word about how badly they needed to have this chase glow in the dark Twinkie variant, Twinkie the kid pop. Funko ad icon variant. The time ad icons, whatever ad icon came out, just skyrocketed in price. Didn't matter what it was. It was really ridiculous. This was right after like Tony the Tiger came out and um, the Toucan Sam Toucan. and mm -hmm. you know Lucky uh, Leprechaun. Lucky Leprechaun. The 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 other uh, uh, the Snap guy. Crackle and Pop. The Rice Krispies. Uh, guy. Yeah, the, the all these ones just when they came out, the value just jumped, tripled, quadrupled. So people thought it was a gold mine and this guy went after it. He was thought he was first in line or something to do with that. And, and why out, is it, hold on, but let me explain. Why is it important when target gets these target cases? It's a case of six. Usually that's how they get them. Typically it's a case of six and multiple cases, depending on the pop and what release it is. But in a case of six, um, it's a one in one in six chance of getting the chase. So you'd get one out of those six would be a chase. So the first person in the store at the, counter waiting for it typically would get to look and pull the chase out if you weren't first in line you missed it something happened i can't remember the exact story but somebody got a big the argument chase. about it and someone got the chase that wasn't supposed to get the chase and as the person who got it was leaving the person who was upset about it tracked him down and like tried to pull him out of the car and, and attacked him and attacked them and the cop over showed a, up over, over a, a toy 899 toy 899 mm -hmm. toy that resold for like 60 to 80 bucks at the time like yeah. okay and now it's valued at like 16 bucks at the most but this was also pre-covid too when you when a lot of you guys were standing out at 4 a.m at target waiting yeah, for the stores to open let's be, and let's be honest i mean i'm i had three of them because i did that at three different targets yeah but, but you I were also, trying to find a minty minty box. But also the first one I went to, I got, you know, struck out on. I went, I drove all the way an hour to get there and four in the morning, somebody was already there before me. So I had to go find another one to go to. <laughs> yeah. So I know a lot of uh, stores and like for us in the Bay Area, Fugitive is our, our go-to spot. Um, Fugitive usually has exclusives and stuff like that. Can you guys explain to me how certain toy stores get certain exclusives to me? Like, how, how does that money. work? Who get who gets the who gets to decide? Money. It's money. It's so so typically it's it's yeah it, it's almost I won't say grandfathered in, but if you've you've had some exclusive before, then you get like the first chance to to buy it. But it's either one of two ways. So so I'll take um, 
Fugitive Toys, for instance. Um, so I know that sometimes if they are going to get an exclusive, and let's just say the All Might or whatever from My Hero Academia, that's one yeah. of the most recent ones, then Funko will say, hey, you know, we'll give you this exclusive, we'll give you all this, we'll also kick you down some protos here and there, but you got to spend like $30,000 on all this oh, dead yeah. inventory that we don't have to help us clear out space, and then all of a sudden he'll throw a mystery box together or something, you know, something yeah. else to kind of make that happen. There's also, um, they're, they're not around anymore, so I know somebody else, he had... I want to say it was Plain Connect. It was a uh, it was a, um, a comic store up in Canada, and okay. he had the Fallout Boy with the lock. And so he had an exclusive, and he told me that he had to to like get for a small store like him. He had to buy like ten thousand units or something like that of just that one pop. And so then he had just warehouses full, and like in New York, and he just I mean. He, he never got rid of that that pop because it really never took off but it's it's yeah. it, it comes down to money kind of one way or another you know? yeah well the only reason i say that is because you know we i i photograph a lot of andy's content for our family blog and i'll go to tag something on instagram because you know that pop will have a specific sticker and you can't find any social media or it's gone or it's an event that doesn't exist anymore so it just it always surprises me, you know, who gets what and how exclusives ever decided. And, you know, cause you know, both of you have seen a lot of Funkos and can honestly say some of the exclusives are freaking sick. They're awesome. They, they're very different. Um, and, and by variants, we just mean different versions. I mean, there's flock, there's glow in the dark, there's uh, metallic, what else? Bloody. 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 It, it's just interesting, too, over the years, how many stickers, if you look at the... People do buy pops just for stickers. That's a whole other hour conversation we could go on. But looking at the stickers in my Marvel room, I'm like, man, toy anxiety, from the Wolverines I have, like, is that place even in business anymore? Uh, Conquest Comics for White Phoenix? Like, is that even a thing anymore? I don't even know. I have to look these up, but they're usually not convention, I'm a convention exclusive is a different company that sold uh like supernatural exclusives yeah. and now they're a whole different brand that's completely owned by a different company so a lot's changed in the last 10 years yeah, with them it's, it's amazing uh, yeah um all Other right types of exclusives are usually um they're holding something different than the original common figure too like you know the doctor who with the spoon yeah um, that one just came to mind. So I'm looking at a TARDIS in our room here. Um, you know, Castiel. There's so many versions of him from Supernatural. I'm stuck on a Supernatural tangent now. Oh, well, no, because it was so, uh, Supernatural's ending. So it's all good. Uh, it, well, even variation in size. I mean, the sizing difference alone. We talked about this because the oh. the flock giant group went up for sale on Funko. What was it? Uh, 18 inch one. Yeah. Yesterday. How many versions of Groot do we really need? That was yesterday. Yeah. And then just looking at the different versions of quote-unquote four-inch pops, I mean, you can look at um, the Infinity War line, the Avengers Infinity War, War line, and compare, like, um, uh, Thanos. Just compare that four-inch figure to the Groot with the gun four inch figure like, all i have to say one's is the... two and a half inches and the other one's like five and a half inches they're really not com 
what the box says. John, did The Walking Dead do a lot of repeats? <laughs> like uh, 8,000 Daryl Dixons. Oh, that. well, that's true. I, mean, yeah, I know that for Dixon. sure. He also got like three different of the uh, the 10-inch Daryl Dixons, <laughs> I mean. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then you have them on the motorcycle, you have, and then, I mean, yeah, so many different. If I had to guess, yeah. I'd probably like 10. Yeah, all, all through the different seasons, they make different versions, and that's kind of cool, too, to watch the evolution of Funko and their design and their capabilities, because the first Daryl looks so much different than the most recent Daryl. Yeah. But also, they're, you know, again, they're designed based on where they're at in the seasons, but... Well, that's just like you could say the same thing about your first, the first Avengers set that came out for for Funko versus some oh, of yeah. the new ones. I mean, look at the you know, Thanos versus uh, Thor movie moment yeah. from Infinity War. Like that thing has so much detail. It's a piece. Of, it's a piece of art. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, they they really are though. I, I mean, the Protos is a whole nother conversation we could have. Um, no, that was alone. Just, I'm talking about the actual figure. Just that, you know. No, but how they create to create oh, that, I mean, yeah. alone is a piece of art. We talk about that all the time is just how much detail and energy go these artists put into it. Because ultimately, that's who's creating all of these mm -hmm. Funko Pops are very talented artists down at Funko who are spending multiple hours making your favorite characters come to life. Why do you guys continue to collect Funko? I know John, you you you're kind of you've stepped up out of the Funko line for the last few years. What kind of made you stop collecting Funko? Because you were as gung ho as we were for there a while. Um, I mean, I guess multiple fold is that I completed everything that I originally set out to complete. You know, and completed all of the Game of Thrones. Um, I completed all of the Walking Dead, had all of like the original DC, um, and then just I, I just kind of transitioned. I, I transitioned to like designer toys because there was different things and and kind of quicks before quicks got too big. But some of some of the the more like intricate things kind of caught my eye, and so I got into that. And then after a while, it really came down to space, especially because you know I'm supposed to be moving at some point, and I'm you know I'm going to downsize. So it's it's natural. It's either you know throw them in a box and throw them in some storage, or you know slowly kind of pare down what I have and kind of keep some of the core stuff that I really really like and care about. And because you can always go back and get them, you know if if I have to. But um, right now, what really keeps me around is the people. I mean, I still am in you know a couple group chats with these people. That they're all about Funko. They know that I'm not as much about Funko, but it's it's all good. And I'm still it's the people. I'm still around. I'll, I'll, I, I order here and there, but 98% of the time, it's not for me. It's like trying to help somebody else get a piece that they want or a piece that they need or, or something to double down or, or, you know, things like that. But, you know, yeah. that alone is, is so much fun. Just try the, the thrill of trying to buy it, even if it's not for you. You guys both are helpers in the community. You guys both are the first to go, hey, let me help you out. Let me, you know, and you guys have been that way since day one. It's not just like something new. You guys have been that way since you guys started with Funko. It was, hey, I'm at Hot Topic. They have X, Y, and Z here. Do you want me to pick you up? Okay, next time I see you at the convention, yeah. we'll swap. I mean, that's what we were doing for the longest time. You know, John hit on a, a very soft spot for me too, is the, the people, the family that I've made through Funko. I've got two, you know, kind of chat groups that I, that I'm in, 
um, one of them with John and another one with some of the admins that I work on the pop vinyl group I'm in for on Facebook. Um, and these are the most fun conversations I have outside of obviously my interactions with my wife at home. Yeah. Um, especially during COVID-19, it's like the perfect outlet and you feel like you have friends and adults to finally talk about something that's not politics or work or, you know, oh man, the kid just pooped again. <laughs> yeah. He's going to change her. Yeah. Um, you know, what's for dinner. It's, it's just a, another outlet. We all need some, we need friends, whether they're online or in person at the moment, it doesn't matter. You can't really see your friends in person anyway. Yeah. So um, this is the best for me, just having this community. And I, I met a lot of people I didn't think I would ever meet. Um, and it's a lot of like-minded people. And that's why we have these chats, you know, but um, I, I still collect because there's certain ones that come out that I have to, I have to have, I don't know how else to say it. Um, there's some addiction that I have naturally, just as a person, I, I am addicted to collecting things. I've always been that way. And when I say addiction, I don't mean it like I've got a drug habit. I really mean it in a positive <laughs> way. It's like a good outlet for me. Yeah, it's a positive. Because before it, before Pops, I collected, I was a golf professional and I collected head covers. I collected Scotty Cameron head covers that were really intricately designed, very much like the Funko Pops and these really cool collectibles that, you know, we're all looking at on a daily basis. So, you know, for me, it's just, I, there's new things that come out. I, I feel like I have to have, and then, I don't know. Perfect example. 18 inch flocked Groot. Like if that came out five years ago, I would, I would have done everything I could to got it, to get it yesterday. And if I didn't get it, I would have been on eBay and spending $300 to get it because at that point I was a completionist and had to have every single Marvel thing that came out. Pop, Dorbs, Wobbler. I went after every single thing. Mystery Mini. Looking at my mystery minis right now i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do with these things yeah. they're cool but when i when i decide i don't need them anymore what am i gonna do with them yeah so they're everything's great at the time you get it but over time things can change and life changes life changes so i think i'll still be involved with funko but my collection's gonna probably get smaller nonetheless uh, i i still collect mostly because of the community and and they make a great product that I've always been obsessed with. John, what is, if I know your Funko collection is very limited, what have you decided to keep? Mostly things that other people have gotten for me. I mean, there, there's a few kind of things that, that I don't think I'm really going to get rid of. Um, I don't look at kind of what I have later on. Everything else is kind of hidden away, but like, you know, there's like a, there's like a, Walmart Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter. There's like a, uh, um, I remember what else is in there. There's like a couple um, Warriors, Golden State Warriors pops. You know, there, there's there's kind of like, like every single like one that I have. It, like if you look at it, you know, like from the outside, there's no rhyme or reason to like what is still kind of sitting around. But there's like a, a story or a meaning or, or something for that. Um, you know, this is kind of kind of where that's at. Like. The, the the biggest piece that I still have is the headless Ned, you know, like, oh. um, you know, I still just have that one. It's really hard to kind of want to get rid of that, even though the shield kind of tanked, but, uh, 
you know. <laughs> well, on this still, I mean, I wish I had mine. I sold uh, mine yeah, for, I sold mine for three hundred bucks. So that okay, and this now brings up a great conversation because a lot of there's in the Funko community, there's a lot of oh well, we collect because you know there's so much value in the pops. You guys are both believers. You know, you collect why you collect because you yeah. like it. You know, if you're gonna if you yeah if you can make some money, I great. Don't, I don't collect because the value. Yeah. And I don't think there's, you know, I'd like to, I'm not trying to be optimistic here, but I think there's less people that collect for the money than you think. But I think, you know, people, if you did collect for the money, you did it early on, probably. Because the stuff that comes out today, it's not flippable, I guess, you know, quote unquote flipping. Yeah. Buying um, to, it's not worth, with the intent uh, to sell. You know, there's very few things that come out that are worth that quick flip. So, if you buy something, you usually have the intention of keeping it now. So I don't know. For me, it's the value is great. Fantas- it's fantastic. Yeah, I collected something I bought seven years ago that's worth, you know, over $2,000. But I bought it for $90. And at the time, I thought that was a ton of money for what I bought, you know, yeah. for a four-inch plastic mm-hmm. figure uh, with a sticker on the front of it. That's all it is. When you look at it that way, it's like, oh, okay. Well, I could pass this on to somebody for the $90 I spent. But why would I when it's worth so much? Yeah. So, I mean, it just depends on how you look at it and who you want to help out. If I had a friend that absolutely had to have one of these pops that I have, that doesn't mean that much to me. Like, sure, you can have it for a lot less than PPG, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But at a certain point, it's like, okay, I also have accumulated a certain amount of expenses based on this collection that I'd like to get back. So there's, you know... Yeah, I don't want to be a flipper, but it, there's certain things you have to flip to make your money back on what you spent. Yeah. Well, you guys, John, like you said, you guys were so early in on the collection. A lot of the stuff you guys have, nobody else has, or there's limited yeah. quantities at, of, or like you say, Headless Nick, what, isn't that a limited headless edition? Head. Or Headless Ned, sorry. Yeah. Um, um, isn't that a limited edition piece one? That was a Comic-Con one, right? Yeah, it's like a thousand and eight piece or something like that. So only a thousand, yeah, a thousand and eight pieces of that exist in the entire world. And you Mm -hmm. know, there's a probably a handful of them are destroyed or nobody knew what the hell they had and it it went to the trash dumpster in heaven. Uh, But very few are probably still in great shape. Yeah. So we talk about a lot of these things. So a lot of them are just, yeah, they're collectibles. And now that makes them as expensive as they are, because some of them are have gotten. What's the most expensive one you've seen so far lately, John? Uh, Like some of them I hear, no matter what, I mean, some of those prices kind of skyrocket. Um, Trying to think what's what's really kind of for me, I'm more and less surprised when I look in my Funko app or PPG and I'm like, holy crap, what the heck just jumped into my top 10. So for me, the most recent one that comes to mind is my, it's a mystery mini. I have a translucent base dark Phoenix from Hot Topic. So one out of 144 ratio uh, exclusive to Hot Topic. So I got that early on. That was like a 2014 purchase. I paid 60 bucks for it because I didn't find it when I went to Hot Topic and bought a bunch of boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I paid 60 bucks for it and I was like, oh man, that's so much money for this little thing. And now I'm like, oh wait, it's now worth over a thousand dollars according to some recent sales on eBay. 
So uh, investment made on that one. Yeah, yeah. It went from two hundred and fifty bucks to a thousand dollars. I guess we could say this with every convention that they have. There's always ones we think are going to do really, really well, and oh, that's going to be the hot ticket item. And then after after the dust settles, we're like, oh, well, I guess we were wrong on that one. Well, I mean, like, like I could say, like two years ago when I went to um, San Diego Comic Con, and it was the like the red, the red Sith or whatever, the red Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the name, you know, um, didn't think anything of it. You know, I had. Uh, at the Funko shop and I made a deal with somebody else in the Philippines where, you know, trading designer toys for Funko and whatever. And he gave me like four things that he wanted. And one of them was that red star Wars. And I didn't think nothing of it. And next thing you know, like the very next day, that's like 300, $400, you know, and then, uh, then you can only go and get it like at the lounge fly booth the second day. And I'm sure that's kind of, skyrocketing and then ever since then now everybody i think is more in tune with star wars because like the boba fett with the backpack you know everybody was kind of even though it was a hundred bucks i mean you see you go into some uh, certain game of chance rooms you can see that being you know thousand dollars you know or more that people are kind of um popping off i mean even though i expect it it, it always shocks me you know yeah have you had any really big regrets in your funko collecting career john I've had, a, yeah, I've had a few. Was was one of them that I can kind of remember, the big boy pop. Um, From Comic-Con? Yeah. I, I remember I, I won that for like $19 or something. And then I, I had it for a while. And, and then I moved it because I uh, needed to pay something was it for like 200 bucks. And then it shot up to like 1400 bucks within like, you know. <laughs> A month or two it's just all of a sudden out of nowhere i mean the stuff that you never think about ahead of time that, that's always yeah. the one that comes comes to my mind when i started collecting i did things a lot differently than kind of what what andy did it sounds like so like when i started i was just kind of on my own out here you know and where i'm at um, i didn't really know anybody else i wasn't in any like local group so i wasn't in a bay area group i wasn't in the sac group and so i was just like you know okay i have like a, a tracker and and I go to stores and I'll just buy stuff and and I'm like oh if I see this you know like this uh blue heisenberg I can see that that's going for 80 bucks or whatever 60 bucks I can buy that sell that and then I have more money to get you know this bloody governor that I need from a walking dead set so I did that a lot because I again I was just kind of you know I looked at it as hey you know if somebody else is going to buy these pieces from my collection that I'm going to keep then then why wouldn't I do it and then, um, you know, it started doing that for a while. And then I was, I got into like the local groups in Sacramento and started meeting new people and Jose. And then, I mean, it, then it became the, Hey, you know, what do you have in your area? What are you looking for? You know, and then it, it more of the, the help out portion, you know, if you still have a chance to kind of make a few extra bucks, you, you did. Um, but, um, you know, that's kind of how, how that all, yeah. all, all went. Well, once again, you guys are the helpers. Um, of the of the Funko community, and you guys are usually always the first ones to say, "Okay, well, I'm here. What do you? What can I grab you? Um, and what do you need? What's in the case?" I know Andy's done that a couple of times, or John's been down well, at Fugitive. Which one hurts you the most? <laughs> it's hard to say one in general. I think. Okay, give me your top. What two, three? For me, for me, it's probably the Game of Thrones collection in general. The timing in which I sold it was terrible. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if, if I had just waited another six months, I wouldn't have had to sell Ramley Baratheon for eight dollars. <laughs> oh man. I feel like I just threw it away. Right. Um, and that's where I'm at with some of my eBay stuff. Like I know I'm selling stuff on eBay right now for a dollar and thirty-six cents plus shipping, right? Just because that's what I put the bid up for and someone actually that was the only person that bid on it. Good for them. They got it cheap. I'm going to be a good person and sell it to them at that price because that's what I put it for. But who knows what those things will be worth later on. I don't care. I'm just trying to get rid of crap. Mm -hmm. At that time, that's how I felt too. I was like, I, I got a, a two-bedroom apartment. I only have room for so much stuff. I, my Marvel collection's growing. I got to focus on that. So Game of Thrones, you're out of here. And next thing i'm like all right big bang theory i've got set i've got six sheldons how many sheldons do i need i've got a batman sheldon i've got a flash sheldon i've got a i've got a Hawkman sheldon i'm like looking at all these sheldons and going hmm any of my friends need a sheldon i just like the regular one now i'm kicking myself going what the fuck why did i get rid of all my sheldons because <laughs> they're worth so much money now they're you know two or three hundred bucks and, and upwards, especially with the show going, you know, the show gone. Um, I can go on, man. I can go on. Okay, Alan, one more. Alan and baby Carlos, I sold for $13. Oh, Jeannie. Jeannie always gets me. Oh, the genie. <laughs> the genie. The genie. Mother effing genie. He passed, and I was like many people and thought, not about the money. I thought, huh, this is my chance to get a genie I've been holding off on getting for a while. I went on Amazon. So, hmm, Amazon has stuff randomly. And it was, you know, the day he passed away. At that time, the Comic-Con genie, metallic genie from Aladdin was going for $16.99 on Amazon. And I bought one. I wasn't greedy. I just bought one. Thinking, fantastic. I got one. I didn't spend an arm and a leg and the person still shipped it to me on the day he passed away. So I got it. And I decided, you know what? I, I don't have a Disney collection. At the time, I didn't have a Disney collection. Now you now do. I do. <laughs> and I didn't have one. And I'm like, you know what? My friend Craig, who I met through the groups, reached out to me and he's like, hey, uh, I need one of these. And uh, I sold it to him for 60 bucks. So yeah, I made money that day on Robin Williams passing. But now it's worth seven to $800, I think. Yeah. So crap happens, but I made money on it at the end of the day. <laughs> it's not like my Alan and baby Carlos. No, but if we're sentimental, for $13, $13, you're like, I just wish I rebought it for two fifty. Yeah, all that, yeah. To well do, to do a pop cosplay I didn't end up doing because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, way to way to ruin everything for Andy. That's a whole nother whole nother issue yeah. alone. Well, fortunately he's worth more than I paid for him now. So you're okay with so it. I, it's all worth it. I'm actually thought of a few more now that he's he's had a chance to, to talk to vent yeah to yeah, vent no, <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, this is therapy <laughs> i mean obviously we don't know but like if i if i sold the game of thrones like collection before the last season aired and then turned around and used that money to buy it back i probably could have bought like it two times over because everything tanked so so much i mean you really don't know that um at the time but i do remember um Flocked Wolfman. I had somehow, I think it's a Toy Tokyo exclusive, and I somehow got a hold of three or four of them. 
And I just kind of moved them periodically for Game of Thrones and Walking Dead Pops around the $40 or $60 range. Well, if you look at them now, they're $780 each, you know, and it's just like, you know, I would never have thought that the Flocked Wolfman would end up being that much. But looking at it just now to, to double check, because I know, I know it wasn't like the three four hundred dollar range. I'm looking at it now. I'm like, oh, seven eighty, and it just dropped one hundred and twenty bucks. So it wasn't nine hundred dollars. I'm like, man, I, wow. you yeah, know, never, never, ever thought that was gonna happen. Yeah. Um, well, like, like we always say, it's the random, the randomest characters and the most different ones that are, end up being the most sought after characters. I mean, just like I can say, our Chase Elvis. That one's a really unique one. Yeah, they're all unique, but they're <laughs> these ones all have like they're valuable because they're highly sought after characters, their first versions of them, metallic versions of them, glow in the dark versions. The only versions, you know, haven't until recently, um, there were only four Elvises and two molds, right? They're both the same the seventies yeah. and the fifties Elvises are you know, the only two molds they made until just recently. Okay, but if we went into our bedroom right now, is what I'm trying to say, and looked at your top ten, there is about a good handful of Captain Americas there. You're not telling me, like, what's the difference between most of the Captain Americas? Either it's the sticker or it's the variation of it. Or the design. Yeah, or the design. And it's always random. Yeah, yeah, I think certain designs go a long way. the, the regular Captain America is not special, but the metallic and the black they're and white unique. ones are, are more unique. <laughs> but they're, they're not that special. It's just a different paint job, right? <laughs> but this is coming from somebody who collects protos. You like the uniqueness of the molds. Yes. Okay, there we go. Okay, well, we can't have this discussion because you don't see the uniqueness in what I'm talking about. <laughs> they're unique. That's why I put them in those beautiful cases, those those tank armor shield things. No, it's because you have them eight feet above the ground. So in case of, once again, living in earthquake country, God forbid, you at least try to say, tried to save them. If you guys had any tips for people who are longtime collectors, new collectors, what's your best tips for them right now, especially in COVID, John? I mean, don't spend above your means. Your addiction to be a completionist doesn't have to happen right now. I mean, I know it's kind of crazy because, you know, I know what that rush is. You're like, oh, new variant, I got to get it. And everybody, you know, a lot of people do it every single Wednesday drop and this drop. And then and, and they, then all of a sudden you see the fire sale um, an yeah. hour after, you know, something drops. But, um, and also, I mean, don't be afraid to trade. There's so many people that are afraid to trade. And I almost want to say there's, there needs to be like a group of people or whatever that are willing to like be the middle person, like pay them part of a, I don't know, like a handling fee. I mean, obviously on smaller trades, it's not, it's not worth it, but I know that like a lot of people just don't want to trade and that really hurts their ability to kind of complete their collection, you know, and, and get things, um, you know, at a reasonable rate. But um you know, I know that everybody gets burned. I mean, of all the, all the hundreds and hundreds and literally hundreds of trades that I've had, I mean, I've got burned maybe like four or five times, but you're talking, I mean, less than 1%, you know, if yeah. you actually kind of, you know, look at it, but. 
Well, and usually if you guys do get burned, you guys are getting burned in a group where you know you can go back and trace that person. And if you're Andy, the admin, it's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a nice one. Um, but well, I think I you, mean, the worst you can do is, you know, you're just out that you, much. You just got to be smart, obviously, um, with how you do a trade. I, I, John, you know, is speaking to me. I don't trade. I don't trade unless it's in person. Yeah. I've never done a trade unless actually it was a trusted person I know. So anyone new first time they message me and I've messaged them, then I would never trade with that person. Just that's me. That's me. And that's probably because I'm worried about losing something that I really didn't, you know, it all depends on what I'm trading for too. If it's something that I'm trading up, maybe I'm more willing to ship it, but you know, if it's an even trade I'm, and it's something I'm not that willing to get rid of, then maybe not. I mean, I would trade anything with John, obviously I would trade anything with anybody in these messenger groups I'm in. But um, as far as the 35,000 other people in my group that I admin, you know, I wouldn't trade with anybody. I don't know just because I'm that paranoid and that's, yeah, there's even, you know, I, I worried, people on ebay they claim they don't get my packages and then i ebay reaches out and i tell them i show them the proof that they it shows it was delivered to the address they gave me here's the tracking number and then they close the case and it's all good but there's people that are just trying to scam you so you you never know yeah worst i can do is ban someone from the group and it's like well they'll go scam someone else there's how many groups on facebook yeah. I mean, How many places you can do that? Yeah. So I, and I guess this brings up a good point. You really should find groups where it's trusted people and people mm-hmm. who know their game, people who have been in the game a long time, like you guys. And you're, you, I know your guys' group of friends is well vast. You guys have great intel and everybody kind of brings something to the table. Um, someone's always messaging each other going, Oh, this dropped, this dropped, this is coming yeah. out. Um, but it, well, lit- instead, I mean, yeah. Until you have that, the best thing I did was follow folks on Instagram, Facebook group. There's Facebook um, pages that have Instagram pages and Twitter handles and things. Put up alerts for those. I don't want to plug anybody, but you know, go look them up. You'll find them quickly. Go to FunkoFanatic.com. Sign up to be a fanatic. You know, that's a smart thing to do if you want to learn more. You can go into the forums and you know, build, build some people, build friendships there. You can comment on posts, but be nice, be friendly. Don't be a snarky troll. Yeah. You know, be a good person. Yeah. That that's another thing you can do is don't just go on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, there's, there's actually a forum that was built by Funko. It's changed a lot over the years, but um, I, I only go in there every so often because I'm busy, but between Facebook and those forums, you can, you can have fun. And you can find a lot of people. I, well, that's, I have known John from TGOM, but I guess John had been in your group. John and I have been in local groups together. And I think he was in the, still is, I think in the, the big one I, I admin. I, I kind of remembered that um, me and you had a trade. Me and you had a trade together and we were going to do it in person because you, you're all about the in person. And then you're, we had the, uh, the event in, um, was it Silicon Valley or something of the sort? Yeah, it had to have been a Comic-Con. And, and so then I came down to a Comic-Con, and all of a sudden, she's like, oh, hey, like, like I knew you, and Shannon was like, how do you know John? And then, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, we end up all going, 
And he is scrolling so fast through his Facebook messenger to try and yeah, figure this out right thing. now. Yeah, you you, you, you had the pops in your trunk, and I, I remember you had some sort of Walking Dead for me. I don't remember what we traded, but yeah, I'm pretty sure that like we had to do an in-person trade at one of these these cons that me and Shannon were working. And see, I knew there was some inside story. You it just makes, you, it makes it makes a lot of sense. That was when we worked. That was when I was downtown. Oh, yeah. That was the Steve Wozniak event. That was the Wozen, uh, Woz okay, event. Yeah. At, at, yeah. That was at Glass House. I totally remember now. That was Steve. That was the first yeah. year of Silicon Valley Comic Con. And we were, we, we basically got press process to cover the entire event. We got to mm-hmm. cover the media event. We got to bring guests. It was like a big fancy fancy thing. My dad came because that was the night we were supposed to get a um, picture with William Shatner, and yeah. William Shatner was sick, and we couldn't do any of the interviews. He, I know you're still going. You I can still, still scroll. I, Don't I, worry. I'm most curious to see what it was that we were creating. <laughs> uh, all right. So while you keep scrolling, uh, John, if you had a message to Funko, because I know you guys talk a lot about, oh my god, I wish Funko would just listen to us, goddamn fans, and just. Uh, what is your one advice to Funko or plead to them? Slow down. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, I mean that honestly, because they just, they're, they're, they're popping out so much stuff that they kind of need to, to focus more on what's working for them and, and kind of go with that. I mean, I think Pops is, is obviously is never going to go away, but I also think they're onto a kind of a good thing with the Funko sodas. Um, you know, it, 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 right now it's, it's a lot of people like the chance and like the mystery and, and just and pretty much in everything. And then you can get yourself a little Funko soda. You have a chance for a chase. A lot of people are doing unboxing videos. They're doing streams on Twitch. They're doing, you know, giveaways. And it, it also kind of goes into that, you know, people are running out of space. And right now people are running out of money and a chance to buy, a, you know, a kind of a smaller end, you know, cheaper soda is kind of where it's at and obviously it's better for them because that could also be you know the gateway or the trigger for some of these other people to to get into their other lines almost like start small and and i would i'd probably say that's probably the the better wave compared to mystery minis because a lot of people will go and they'll weigh the minis well, i'll say a lot oh, of people yeah. but you know people go and they'll bring a little pocket scale they'll weigh the minis they'll find out what's what's best and then nobody else will buy them. So all these stores get burned on all this extra inventory and they don't ever want to move it. And so I kind of think Funko, I think they're on a good thing with the Funko sodas personally. Yeah. Andy was that person at Hot Topic who was doing the layouts. I, uh, didn't, I didn't weigh things, but you, you figured out the layouts of which, where they were. Uh, it, back then it was simple though. You would buy a case and at the time. I, that's what I did. I, I wanted the whole case of the Marvel mystery minis or the whole case of the game of Thrones mystery minis. And because the way that they were packaged, they put the they put the low ratio or the high, how do you put it the, the ones that are rare in the same spots in each case. It was just a matter of which ones were in that in that case of twenty four. At the time, they were in cases of twenty four instead of twelve, and it was all dependent on where they were, which box you got out of the master case. So. Um, what I would do is I bought a case of each. So I'd spend almost a hundred dollars on a whole case. Yeah. But then I would go around to each of the stores locally, you know, Oak Ridge and, and so on, and pick up just you know if they had a fresh case, I or I'd even ask, hey, do you guys have any more of these in the back? I want a whole case. 
and then they'd open it up and be like, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't want the whole case. I'm just going to take a couple <laughs> <laughs> and then grab the two out of there that I wanted and, and ch- you know, check out for uh, like 15, 16 bucks. Yeah. Cause have, those aren't cheap. Like, they were... And have like $80 worth of stuff because I would, you know, you pull the, the Jamie Lannister or you pull the hot topic exclusive, you know, dark Phoenix, whatever it is. Um, that's how it used to be. Mystery minis have changed, but that's how. That's it, why that's John's how talking about the sodas. Right? So I think the sodas are a great thing for them to do. And quite honestly, the designs on some of them are really fun. Some of them are really weird. So it just depends on what you like. And I think the can is really cool. It's just another, another way that Funko keeps people excited. Um, it's not just the toy; it's their packaging. It's unique. Um, so that is, you know, the sodas I haven't caught on myself. I've had a couple. I bought the original Freddy that came out. And Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman, which was, that's the only one I still have is Wonder Woman. I decided to get rid of the Freddy and help a couple friends out with the Freddies I had. But um, what's your advice to Funko? My advice to Funko is keep making anime because I don't buy it. Don't <laughs> like it. So <laughs> if you're going to, you know, go full bore, go ahead. I don't care. Make as much anime as you want. That's cool with me. Um, I was kind of shocked, honestly, when they had a Marvel release yesterday. It caught me by surprise. And as somebody who was a Marvel completionist, I didn't buy any of it. So for me, it's just, you know, keep trying to get new collectors because your old ones are probably moving on. It depends. I mean, I've seen a lot of people move on lately. Um, So you got to find new collectors. It's kind of like sports. I know golf is in a similar thing i know golf really well and this isn't what we're talking about but trying to find that new person that new Mm -hmm. fan of what you're selling um you have to continue to grow and you have to keep the people that are interested interested yeah and as a longtime collector i'm losing interest but then all of a sudden they'll surprise me and something new comes out i'm like crap i can well, we yeah, were just talking about this. Stop making the same ones over and over again. Do new characters, do new characters, characters that haven't been made at all. How many, how, 48 Groots. Do we really need 48 different versions of Groot? Hey, I tried to get an 18-inch flocked version yesterday, and if I didn't get denied through the line, I would have got it. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it still is, it's, it's the thrill of it for me. So keep up the the good work, making it interesting, Funko. But also give us a win here and there. You can't make all of these drops suck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate both of you guys spending some time and talking Funko. I mean, we could literally go on for hours and hours about the different uh, protos. I, I mean, literally, this discussion could go on forever. Um, and we have a baby to get back to at this point. Um so john where can we follow you what are you doing i know you're on twitch so tell us where we can follow you on twitch um you can follow me on twitch at riddler3 um i am on i'm also on instagram i have uh riddler3 let's see is it riddler3 twitch i just started so i put um yeah so it's riddler3 twitch on instagram i'll put all like my card Halls and things of that sort. Um, I am on Twitter at JP Garfunkel. I haven't switched that one over yet, um, so you can kind of find me out, you know, on on all those three. Um, really quick, I know that we're trying to cut off. There's a couple of things I want to circle back. Um, so I did find the original conversation that me and Andy had. It was on August 23rd, 2015. 
was like the first messages back and forth and trade was actually in the very first comment that we had. So you ended up selling me, um, let's see, it was Bloody Biker Daryl, Riot Gear Glenn and Bloody Governor for $55 and that we would meet up at Wizard World. Oh, it's Wizard, it's World. Wizard, Wizard Holy World. Holy crap. Yeah. Way back in, in 2015. Um, one of the reasons for like a, a, a big shift in kind of how I viewed um, Funko Pops is when we had a bunch of the fires up here in this area, I know I've kind of mentioned it before, and like years ago when we had to literally just get our crap and leave, um, you know, I kind of looked at Pops as more of a, you know, hey, if my whole house burns down and I need to kind of, you know, survive, what am I going to be able to take? And even if I sell at half price, you know, to get money to kind of, you know, survive and do my thing. So, so that was like a big shift in kind of the way and reason I looked at collectibles. And then when I kind of had some other financial things and know that I have to move out, it made it a little easier to kind of realize that, hey, you know, I thought I needed everything, but I don't actually need everything. You know, there's a bunch of things that I still love and, and are dear to my heart. But, you know, part of it, I think I collected just to kind of just for the chase, for the rush and everything yeah. else. Um, no, you you bring up an excellent point because me and Andy, that's where we came to this year when, I mean, we've got a fire over the hill, you pack up and he, here's the, the other thing. We've got a, we have a whole nother baby to carry. I mean, it comes down to the Funkos or the baby. What What's mm -hmm. more important? And um, a lot of tactical decisions and a lot of realizations, like you say, what is important at the end of the day? And like you say, you've got to live within your means and the the whole phrase, it, it's just a toy. It, it's, it's a toy. It's yeah. a plastic toy wrapped in paper. It's not life or death. It's, you know, um, take care of yourself first, you know, and your, your family. Andy, I know where to follow you because you don't leave my house, but oh, where, that, can, where yeah. can everybody else <laughs> follow you? I'm at... Uh... I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook with my beautiful wife. We're called the VIP Parolas. That's the, the, <laughs> however you like to say it, tomato, tomato, ketchup, catsup, VIP, A-R-O-L-A-Z. Several hashtags you can look up, you'll find me. Hashtag pop and hopper. Hashtag Funko Cosplay. Yeah, if you basically if you want to see Andy his cosplay, our Funko collection, and our cute daughter, then head over to the VIP Parolas, and that's what you will find over there. Um, I like how I said it better. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> apparently I had to do it for you. If you want to learn more about Funko, you can go to thegameofnerds.com where you can also find the latest nerd news, reviews, and recommendations for video games, books, movies, television, cosplay, and so much more. We can also be found on all major social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube as The Game of Nerds. Make sure you are subscribed to us on Google, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Remember, when you play for The Game of Nerds, you either level up or respawn. Stay funky, nerds!